What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Renegade Pop Culture Mental Health Checkup. I apologize that it has been a while since our last one, but we had to end uh, we had to end Mental Health Awareness Month um, with the original crew, which is myself, Mike. Joining me is our fearless leader, Kiona. Hello, everybody. We've got the streaming demon himself, Jacob. What's up, y'all? And uh, we have Josh and Crystal. Woo! Uh, now, to start things off, I have to officially on air congratulate you two uh, for your engagement. <laughs> yes. I think we've mentioned it a couple times before, but it's, this, this it's, feels it's still crazy. Plus, I think this is the more appropriate avenue other than the Mortal Kombat episode. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, well, the, a lot of people say that marriage is a form of Mortal Kombat. Oh my God, if we're going to <laughs> the stories that Crystal told me, you have no idea how true that is. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Josh, that's evil. I'm I'm not going to talk about that here, maybe in a free-for-all. Let's just say I'm way too into true crime and insides became outsides. I, I suddenly just imagine like Josh just one day just going like, get over here. <laughs> that, that is, that is just jumping up and doing like a bicycle kick and just going like, and ripping her heart out, like literally ripping her heart out. You have no idea how close you are. <laughs> like a real life case. I... Oh no. No, 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 no. Let's not cast aspersions on, yes, on the yes. sacred institution of matrimony. Indeed. Um, yeah, it is let's really for a reason. Yeah, I mean, you guys know I'm I'm Mr. Dark Humor guy, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mike, where do you want us to go here? Where do you where where do you want to take us to begin? Um, well, first of all, since we are in the halfway point or nearing the halfway point of the year, um, I just want to check in with you guys, um, see how you're doing. Um, how have you been maintaining your mental health? If if at all. Um, Kiona, why don't we start with you? Oh, yay, fun. Um, okay. Uh, well, it hasn't been going very well lately. I, I can say that much. Um, I, I think I think I'm just feeling like really like, man, it's been a rough week. Uh, it's it's just been a lot of like, you know, mental anguish and like, you know, financial things and stuff like that like we're we're my my family and i my parents and i are in a, a pretty decent shape like we're not like suffering or anything but it's just you know i'm getting to the point where i'm like starting to get worried about it and like you know it's like it's it's tough it's just tough all around and um but i know that we're in better shape than than you know some people who have lost their homes and lost their jobs over the course of this freaking weird weird ass year that we just had and 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 it's just been horrible for a lot of people and i understand that and i hope that like you know i hope that that not to get political but i hope that people in our government like just take the stick that's been shoved up their asses and take it out because like so many people are suffering and we're sitting here talking about election fraud still when it's ah. been like months since it's it's done you know like everybody just needs to like shut up about it and like move on with your life yeah. Um, because, you know, we keep arguing about these things that really are meaningless at the bottom line. It's meaningless. People mm. are suffering. People are losing their jobs. People are dying. And yet we have, you know, we have a government that's just sitting there and not doing anything about it. And to me, that's just disgusting and sickening. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So anyway, that's that's my political rant. But like, I just think that, um, yeah, for me personally, it's just been like really busy. And it's been like, you know, I, I God knows that I love this podcast and that, you know, we, we the, all of us here created this podcast and um, along with Cameron and along with, you know, Brock and everybody too. Um, but, you know, like without, without this core group, I feel like, you know, we would have probably stopped a long time ago. I know I would have. And, um, and I feel like, you know, I, I just am, uh, I'm a little bit collapsing under the pressure nowadays because I feel like, like I just have so much going on and so much like to do. And like the video game show is kind of, you know, it's kind of like the show that I spearhead. So for me, it's, we're moving into the month of June, which is E3 summer games fest. It's like, everything is hitting all at once. And, and I felt that so heavily on Thursday that it was just like, it was very rough for me to prep. Mm. And it was very rough to like, to deal with everything that's going on because it's not just this, but also family stuff and like my dad's health and, and like my mom's health and like my aunt's health. So it's just been, it's been a rough one. It's, it hasn't been easy for me this month. And I know that like compared to everybody else, I probably had it fucking easy but like um, no, my mind was a lot easier than yours was kiona well i mean it's just that like you know I, I don't mean to compare myself or anything but i just think that like you know it's just been it's it's been really hard like it's this year started off really well and now it's just like you know you're in the doldrums of it i i feel like so it's kind of tough but at the same time you know we just keep going and and just lift each other up and and you know and help each other out when we can so yeah, well, what what kind of group would we be if we didn't? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so anyway, guys, but I appreciate you guys, of course. It's not like I don't mean to, you know, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus with that comment or anything. I just well, feel no, like. Oh, no, no, dude. No, no, no. We, we, we understand. Dude. Totally. Yeah. And I understand it's, that it's... everything you're feeling is totally valid. Like, I, yeah. The, the one thing that I think a lot of people, and I'll admit myself included, you know, we don't talk about this stuff a lot just because no. we just think, well, we don't want to burden anybody with our stuff because, you know, it's probably not as bad as what everybody else is going through. But no, I totally understand. Mm -hmm. Believe me, I'm I've been in your shoes and I'm to an extent I, I kind of am too, like right now. So, yeah. you know, you can all you always talk to me about it. I always try to hit you up just make sure you're doing OK and everything. Cause... same here man same here yeah i know i'm sorry guys if i haven't been there for you guys lately it's just no, been really don't rough worry. don't worry jack i have to wait <laughs> <laughs> that's the down south uh hospitality of latinos <laughs> all right who's next uh jacob you want to go next sure um no this year was all right you know i, I did um i was in a similar state as, as you were kiona a couple months ago I, I did have meltdowns. I, I, I was, I had my fair share of just, you know, um, mental breakdowns, you know, like, uh, because, well, partially I think it was because of social media. All right. I was tired of comparing myself to other people. You know, I think that was real, like, that's why most people want to break free from that. Right. Like, do you guys ever wish that you could break free of that stuff? Yes. A lot, a lot of times. Yeah. Well, it got to the point where I actually deleted my Facebook account for about a month. I, oh, yeah, man. It, I remember that. I was at the tail end of it, too, before, you know, I decided I wanted to come back because I missed what my friends are up to. And, you know, I'm kind of torn about me coming back because a part of me does feel a little... I, I thought I was determined. Like, I thought I 
I had decided it was final that I would give up on that and just focus on the podcast and not get too caught up what other people were doing. But yeah, I did feel a little weak that I came back or something. Like I didn't, like I wasn't as principled as I probably should have been. I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with, with feeling, with feeling that way or um, something, something that I do um, whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed by, you know, the constant doom scrolling on Twitter or, you know, spending too much time on social media. I, I just, you know, take, take a break every once in a while, watch a movie, watch uh, cartoons or something, something to just keep my mind away from all the noise, if that makes any sense. Oh, that makes total sense. Um, Yeah. You know, um, I think, I guess, I did feel proud for myself initially when I quit Facebook. I did feel proud of myself, which is why I felt so down when I came back. Actually, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I just kind of realized that I can't depart from my friends for that long. Because when it was just, I had my own Facebook account called Streaming Demon. All right. And, and as it went along, it felt kind of weird, you know, calling my own Facebook account that's. You know, like, that's more for, that's not a proper name, Streaming Demon. You know, it says, when it was like that that uh, message, uh, that post um, thing on the top, it says, Streaming, what's on your mind? And it just felt a little, I don't know. Like, I don't think another person had an account just for a, a persona, you know, for an online, unless it was like a business page or something. But yeah, it just didn't feel really right. Because I would just, and Another thing is I was limited to the guys I knew from the podcast, which meant I was looking at the same posts over and over and over again, right? There was very little variety in terms of posts. And then I realized that it really didn't make any sense for me to even have a Facebook account if I was going to lose all of my other friends, you know? Yeah, that's, that's honestly one of the reasons why I haven't, um, I haven't deactivated any of my accounts. Um, and, and, and you didn't start your own for the podcast? Um, no, I, I just kept everything, everything as yeah, it is. That's, that's the primary reason. Yeah. Because, you know, why be on Facebook if you're not going to be make friends? You know, like, because you guys are my friends, don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's mostly for business. Like, I, I know how this sounds, but it's part, like, I didn't know you guys since high school, for instance, you know? Right. No, we get that. I've known you, most of you, for like about a year. Three years at most. Yeah, I was gonna say you you and I go back at least to 2017, maybe maybe 2018. Yeah. Or I think 2000. Well, we were friends in 2015, I believe. Even then, like we met through the Mr. Coates um Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, no. So you so you and I go. You and I probably go back. Um, well, I'd say I'd say Kiona and Josh are they, like those two come first, then you, then then the rest. Well, but where's Cameron? Um, Cameron, he and I really, um, hit it off in like 2016. Brock, Brock, um, Brock and Kiona, I think out of, out of all of us, Brock and Kiona were like my first, like my first internet friends of of this group. We were kind of friends though, I think in a kind of broad way, because we mainly just talked about movies, you know, we didn't really talk about personal stuff. Like same with Cameron. Okay. When we talked, it was mostly just about the latest animation news. You know, like, like it's, I, I wasn't, uh, we weren't as close as we are now, you know, with this podcast thing. Yeah, that's, 
that's fair. Yeah. And, I, and I really do think that this podcast has brought all of us closer together. Absolutely. On top of that, also understand, you know, just the black hole that social media can feed into. I mean, I'm stuck in the Twitter black hole. I, I hate it, honestly. But at yeah. the same time, I know so many wonderful people from Twitter that I've made friends with. And when I, when I see like how hyperbolic and like, quite frankly, in my opinion, just how toxic and overly sensitive the general public can be on Twitter because, you know, people like, like there's a lot of negativity and cynicism and toxicity that just somehow gets trending. But at the same time, I think about the friends that I've made on there. And I think about the friends that I've made on Facebook through you guys, you know, and it's a very hard thing to say goodbye to. And I think it really helps to just clear your head and step away from it. Let's log off for a little bit. And I think you did a good thing in in general, Jacob, because yeah, yeah, just kind of being behind, you know, the app for a little bit, it it can kind of just feel maddening. And yeah, I almost wondered like if it also gets to you, Kiona, because I mean, you have to post as the site. Yeah, it's been rough, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what's been really like killing me right now, too, is like the show notes. The show notes have been killing me. Like, like having to especially for arcade because with arcade i don't have much to lean on so it's like it's gotta like i have to write something about it and that is like even though i love writing about games and stuff i really do but the thing is i my mind is so fried that like i just wonder like okay maybe i should just copy paste (laughs) copy paste like (laughs) you know like the company's little like their their pr stuff because it's like their press releases because i just i i have no energy to like write things anymore and it's and it sucks because i love writing but like at the same time i'm just like man i'm so tired like today today for instance before we did this thing i i was watching mars attacks and i just fell asleep Mm. just napped right through the movie it's just like crazy i mean and i like that movie i love that movie but it's like i just couldn't stay up yeah i didn't say anything (laughs) about social media um i'm if it if it gets too hectic, I'm just gonna deactivate it. Like temper, it's temporary when it's deactivated. But yep. when you delete it, there's like a 30 day uh, delay before it officially gets deleted. I deleted my original Facebook. I, I had to re-add everybody. Um, but another thing that's kind of, that was kind of burdensome. Um, well, Kim, you know, her college year was coming coming to a close, and she was having computer problems. Okay, and. When we do did our usual Sunday, um, our, our video chats, you know, she was crying. Oh, and gosh. I had to watch that. Oh, no. That sounds rough. It, 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 it was rough. You know, it, it was all figured out. You know, it was it was fine. But that was kind of, you know, I was just kind of worried uh, that she would do something that she regretted because of that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's a really difficult thing watching someone that you care about so deeply in pain like that. Yeah. You just wonder, I know you guys have. Yeah, like how, how, how can I help? How can I fix this? But mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to realize that you can't fix it. Yeah, you just feel powerless sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes just being there is enough or all that you can do. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, Josh, do you and Crystal want to go next? You go first. <laughs> Me, okay. Um, I kind of feel what Kiona means. Like the start of the year was, it just kind of felt like on all cylinders. But like for us, it was quite literally the start of the year. We felt 
really, really good. And then everything just kind of like, yeah. Is it okay if I get into it? No. So I haven't really talked about it like publicly. I, I've talked about it privately with you, I think with some of you guys, but um, so I think you guys, I think we've talked about it on the podcast that Crystal's dad. Well, my family in general is crackheads. <laughs> Not, not like literally not they're smoking the crack, but you know. Uh, I, yeah, I, get, I figure. Uh, they're all crazy. And um, I think we've talked about his health in the past, that he's got this rare uh, uh, blood disease yeah. called autoimmune disease. autoimmune disease called scleroderma. Mm. Incredibly rare. It um, Even more rare in men. Even more rare in men. And it's usually a best case scenario of like 20, 30 years and a worst case scenario of like a year. Oh. And all of last year when we were living with Crystal, when I was living with Crystal's dad with her, um, his health was fluctuating like crazy. And uh, he had a lot of episodes and he was, um, quite frankly, he was just becoming incredibly unruly. And there were times where we just, we felt so guilty about needing to step away because it was driving us absolutely insane. There. Not only that, but he's got a lot of substance abuse problems, in particular with um, with alcohol. Mm. I know I'm not helping by drinking this moonshine, <laughs> but um, the thing that sticks out to me off the top of my head, you know, he was buying, he was just buying, he would he would drink a pint of vodka a night to go to sleep, oh. and he just kind of treated it as normal and. You know, he had a really bad bender and we were trying to get him to sober up, just to sober up for the life of him. And we had taken away his car keys. We had taken away his his phone, cash, credit his cards, cash, credit cards, keys, wallet, everything. And we're trying to go to sleep. And then we, we get a, took his keys and we get a call at two in the morning and he's outside. He had walked to Circle K with a coffee can full of change. And he went to go buy three triple packs of the hurricane beers. They're like Never. the high gravity things. They're tall this boys, tall. about as tall oh. as his high tea. And I've tasted them myself. They taste like jet fuel. It's like eight proof or 8%. And it's, it's strong. Its sole purpose is to get you fucked up. And he took an oxygen tank because he needed oxygen because of this thing. And he walked over there and he collapsed. He fell. And he needed us to pick him up. And then another time, he was still getting drunk. He was still acting crazy. And we knew when he was drunk and when he was sober. We walked in there and he's trying to be all apologetic. But then there's a point we're just not buying it. And we're trying to look for his stash of money and his, uh, his alcohol. And immediately even though he's drunk he just suddenly starts saying you're not gonna find it you're not gonna find it guys i'm too clever we found it like that so that's the setup then there's january 6th i believe oh. i just we had a lot of issues already which i won't get into just out of the slightest modicum of respect that's probably still there but it's more out of the wishes of crystal that i don't talk about it but we had an altercation like a few days prior involving a close family friend or not a close family friend, but a new family friend. We found out some stuff 
and Chris was just going off. It was just like, I fucking told you, don't, don't ever didn't like distrust me. Okay. I know what I'm saying. You know, I, I'm trying to be safe. You know, that other day when I had like a major meltdown, I was faking it the whole time when my dad was there and all that, because he was going off and just acting crazy. And he said some really hurtful things to me. And I just kind of snapped and I thought to myself, okay, if he really faked it, which I highly doubt, but if he believes that he faked it, that means that everything that he said about me and Crystal was intentional. And I'm not about to stand for that. And I remember Crystal's grandpa told me, just get some money, stay here if it's convenient, earn some money. Don't think of him as a, as a, as a, anybody anymore. Just think of him as a patient, just get your shit, get some money and then get the fuck out whenever you can. That's his, my grandfather saying that. My dad's father. That he didn't care about his son anymore. What he cared about was making sure we were okay. So I did something I never thought I would do. And I got my old job back at Lubingo. It's a, a car car place. If you're in El Paso, come by, seriously. But um, it was my first day there. And Crystal was supposed to start a new job. She was going to be a healthcare worker for her dad. And all day long, I was getting messages and calls from Crystal. She was crying. She was absolutely bawling her eyes out. And I didn't find out until when I got home that, or I think she, you mentioned it throughout the day, but the job for the healthcare worker kind of fell through because it was going to be twofold. She would take care of her dad as the healthcare worker, and then she would go to an office and she would do clerical work. But when she got to the office, it turns out the owner of the business hired somebody for that clerical job over everybody's head. So Crystal was effectively like made redundant for that particular thing, but she could do the healthcare work, but that amounted to two hours a day. No. Yeah. Yeah. About 16 hours a week. Which is nothing. About a hundred dollars a week. And Crystal's dad got so upset how he explained it. He was so upset for her. And he felt like she wasn't upset enough about how everything went bad. So he insisted that she print up her resume and they went around town trying to get her applied. But the thing is, most of the jobs now, like around town, anywhere, they won't take in-person applications or interviews because, you know, there's the big C going around, especially in January. So it was made even more redundant. and. Crystal was just absolutely losing it because her dad was just saying so many disrespectful things. And he was just so angry. There was a point where he was literally speeding down red lights and she was in the car. She was trying to get him to calm the hell down. And she, he said something about him being so disappointed in her. And I got back home and I wanted to hear his side of the story before like, I wanted to hear his side of the story solely, and I didn't tell him anything. I didn't tell him I heard Crystal's side. I'm cutting it very short just because I know it's probably running too long. But I went in there, and he'd already had a habit of forgetting stuff that he said. So I decided to record myself. Uh, I decided to record it privately. So if anything slipped up, he could explain. Like, he, he would be like, all right, well, I don't remember that. Well, I have it right here. And how he told it. It was like I said, you know, he said that uh, he felt more upset for her than her about how everything went bad and that he may have said some things that hurt her 
But in his words, the reason why it may have hurt her is because she believes that it's true, calling her a disappointment and all that stuff. He went on and on. And I, at the end of everything, I finally told him, look, I want you to know that I, I had actually talked to Crystal. And that's absolutely ridiculous that you said that. You don't ever get to talk to her like that. And he just... He just wasn't backing down. And he had mentioned something about that close family friend or that new family friend that we had. Like I said, I'm really condensing everything down. But um, what he had said made me lose all the respect that I had for him, that I decided to tell him the reason why I wanted to go back to Lubingo, which was everything that I just told you guys about the, um, you, you know, what his what his father said, you know, and I told myself. And the whole time I've been trying to get a, a, a work from home job just to keep him safe, because if he gets COVID, it's a death sentence. But I told myself, you know what? Looking for a work from home job isn't getting me anywhere. I'm going to go back. I'm going to get my old job. I need to get money now. You know, if I get COVID, I get COVID. But fuck it. I can't sit here like this. This is a matter of survival. I need money now. And I started telling him all that. And how he interpreted it was that I was that I wanted to murder him by get, intentionally going out to give him COVID. Because I had mentioned that my manager at my old location had actually been out of commission for months because he had caught COVID. Of course, he told me this right as I walked in. And after I shook his hand, I just said that jokingly just to break the ice. But that's what he had twisted it. And then he left because I'll, I'll admit before I had mentioned that, I said, man, don't I feel like an asshole? And then I went over to Crystal after he left and I asked her, you know, because I actually did feel a little bad. Like, was I in the wrong? Did I fuck up? I don't remember what I said, but I said something along those lines and I told you everything. And then he comes in hours later and snatches the phone from crystal's hand while she's on while he's on the phone with his aunt i think so and mind you he takes my phone even though i'm paying for my own phone bill and then he starts going off and his aunt starts asking why i want to murder him and that i should never say anything like that to anybody and I'm trying to tell her what had happened, but she's not listening to me because obviously she heard his side first. And she's closer with him than me. Sherry has a bad impression with me just because of stuff that he said about me in the past. So I know there's no convincing. And then it gets to a point where everything just starts going off the rails and he's getting very confrontational. And he, he just starts saying so much stuff so many things and the point where I snapped where I realized I wasn't getting anywhere it was when he was trying to cut down on my writing which was I started taking Crystal to church because it was helping her she she's a born-again Christian right now and I understand that's not for everybody but you know people find comfort in religion they it helps them for some it's not for some people but for some it genuinely helps and I told Chris and I told Crystal that writing genuinely helps me and going to church with her helped me get back in touch with my writing. And he made a remark about me sitting on my ass typing all day. 
doing shit jobs at the at the chores and everything, barely washing the dishes and all this stuff. That I just said, fuck it. And I started packing my stuff. And I left that night. I had almost left another time when things got really bad too, but I didn't. And that night I did. And I remember Crystal was crying while talking with me because it was so hard. And I went to my folks' house. They offered to let me stay there for a while. And that night, as I was explaining everything to them, because I was starting to feel bad. I started to think maybe I should apologize. We can work this out, maybe. And then her dad sent me a message as I was talking to them saying, you know, uh, um, I can take the stuff that you said about me, but I think it's really unfair and selfish what you did to Crystal. Uh, I would die for my woman. I think what you did was very selfish. All she wanted to do was be on the phone with you while you were on your way back and you couldn't even do that. And now you have to live with that or something like that. I don't have the exact message pulled up. And quite frankly, I don't want to at this point. I've said the story quite a few times to friends. So understandably, I'm really tired about it. So I stayed with her, them for months. And eventually Crystal came with me. It was a slow process, but she came with me because it was just so hard on her to be with him. Because even though he, she was only supposed to work with him for like a couple hours to clean and everything, he would not let up. He acted like a dictator around her and said at some points, and I'm sorry if this is upsetting you, like reliving everything. I think at one point he even threatened to, to call her work that she's not doing the stuff properly, like up to his standards. And he said at one point, I'm not, when during those two hours, I'm not going to think of you as my daughter, but as my employee. Am I right about that? And eventually I just told her, look, just come over, just please. And it's the only time I ever begged her to get the fuck out of there. Like I begged her a couple of times. It was the first time that I was serious about it. And then eventually we saved up some money. Thank God for the stimulus checks, because I swear to God, if it wasn't for that, we would have been fucked and I would have still been at my mom's and now we're here and I'm I'll admit I'm still kind of wrestling with some other stuff too because I'll admit I haven't been as hands-on with the podcast and everything lately because you know with everything going on with uh, Crystal's father I had to step away from my YouTube for a while and I wanted to get back to doing something that I love something that makes me happy and I had promised to do a Kevin Smith video a long time ago I'm still trying to edit it. I have like 15 minutes fully edited, but in doing everything, I also started falling down another rabbit hole of getting other stuff done. In fact, a big collaboration that I have in mind with Gwendolyn is gonna be pushed back to September at the latest, August at the earliest. And um, there, there were two things that, that happened. One, I won't get into it, but I kind of... Uh, I, I kind of ended up losing, potentially losing a very beautiful friendship with somebody. I've talked with Kiona about this in the past. And again, I won't, I won't get into specifics just because out of respect, it was a very, very rough thing to, to have happen because I've, I've lost friends in the past, like through nomenclature stuff, through drama, through family and everything. And I still remember all the names 
all the people that I've lost, even if it's, even if they've probably forgotten about me, I still have a record in my head. And then the other thing I, one of the videos I started doing, and if it's okay, Chris, I'll talk about it just a tiny bit. I started doing a video on the old production company that I was a part of. I won't say their names, at least not yet, because it's still too early to even talk about the broader strokes of it. But I was with a production company and we had done a lot of movies together. I helped out with them. And I had been with them ever since I got out of high school. And in doing this video, I started to realize, cause I got screwed over like really bad while being with them. I was just, you kind of look through those things through rose colored glasses, just like, like in the Bojack Horseman episode, when you're looking at life through rose colored glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. And I, I was so happy. I was so excited to be with them. But their philosophies and their attitudes towards their own movies just really didn't sit well with me on top of how they would talk about local talent, like punching down so that way they could build themselves up. And I'll admit, we, we had a fun time the other day because we invited a bunch of friends over as well as people that were with them. And we, we started doing this thing for the video and structuring it a little bit like a best of the worst video from Red Letter Media. And uh, we, we started watching the movies and we made this drinking game. And we're going to continue it next Sunday with um, another edition where we, we have a, a little mason jar of moonshine. It's like a triple shot. And it's going to be this, um, you take this when you reach your tipping point with the company as well as the films if there's something in there that's so irredeemable you just need to take it to forget about it like it it, it sounds mean-spirited in theory and I know it does but it was fun and it was so much it was so joyous to be with everybody and roast this stuff even my own work because one of the movies was one that I directed and I'm able to punch down at myself too. I think I've grown as an artist. I can look back at that and be like, I could have done that better. But these guys, they, they're they very much known for punching down. So I feel like it's justified to start punching up. And especially when they got such a big presence in town, or at least they, they present themselves as having such a big presence in their town. Yeah. And what spurred this on, I found out that they they do an interview. They do interviews for their podcast. And one of the interviews that they did, and it just really disgusted me because I'm thinking, you know, you're so desperate to be in with the Hollywood elites that you're gonna assign, you're gonna give a platform to a director who's been me tooed. It, it's it was a Brett Ratner. Mm. Oh. Which granted, from what I, I I haven't read everything, but I have read enough. He's not Roman Polanski both talent-wise as well as, you know, reputation-wise. He's not Brian Singer. He's not Harvey Weinstein. He's not Louis C.K. or Woody Allen, but Brett Ratner is still a piece of shit. And the fact that you were on, you, you interviewed him for over an hour, basically sucking him off, being like, so how do you do this and how do you do that? And just completely ignoring the elephant in the room for most of it. It just really says a lot about their character. And that's what really started this. 
as well as my own experience. But in doing all this, I never really took to account of how I had been affected and how this was kind of, I'll admit there was a point this past week where it kind of hit a fever point and I was just really angry. And I was just, in all my videos, I try to go into the art, like the artist, because I personally believe separating the art from the artist is a very narrow-minded way of criticism, especially analysis. And that if you dive into a person's intentions, you're going to find a lot more meaningful conversation. And they have the podcasts where for the first 20 or so episodes, they basically went into their mindset for these movies. So I started making notes. I still have the notes extensively. And I got to the episode of the podcast where they talked about a movie that I wrote. It was for a two-day film festival. And we had a premiere at the El Paso Plaza Theater. It's basically the Chinese theater of El Paso. And I'm sorry this is taking too long. I'm, I'm really sorry, guys. But um, it, it, you're fine. When when we got there, I hadn't seen the final movie. A friend of mine, Luis Moreno Ramirez, he shot the movie and co-edited it. So I had seen frames, stills of the movie, but I hadn't seen the full movie. And I was just so jazzed. I'm there with the cast and most with, with most of the crew. The director was out of town because he had booked a, a family vacation months before the date was announced. And I'm sitting there and I'm seeing everybody's films and, you know, some are good, some are not so good, but I'm still like, man, this is so insane. We're, we're movie, our movies are being seen in the Plaza Theater and my movie's going to be seen soon. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And the movie comes up and I, my heart sank to the floor because when you're a writer, all your ideas are never going to come out 100%. You know, I think any writer can can attest to that, especially if they if they hand their work off to somebody else to 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 fully realize. You think of Kaufman, you think of Sorkin, Tarantino, you know. And I was triggered by recounting this because they were talking about the premiere, and I thought back to all the old uh, all the old memories that I had, and how happy I was initially, and you know when the movie happened my heart sank but everybody the crew were enthusiastic for some reason the actors were just delighted to see themselves on the screen and I just thought to myself when the movie ended I hope to god this doesn't win anything because if this wins like first prize what does that say about El Paso and what does that say about me now granted I didn't I didn't participate in the shooting I just wrote the script I wrote it for six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve one, two. I wrote it for eight hours straight after we got the prompt from the location. And I didn't want to be around for the shooting because of my own personal problems on set with another movie that I wrote that I told them I had a family thing I had to do. But in actuality, I just wanted to go to a friend of mine's party, like his birthday party. So I'm there and I'm just like, I hope we don't win. I hope we don't win. And of course, we don't win third, second or first prize. But then they called out the audience award. And we won. And I had this mix of emotions. I had a little bit of time processing it because I was like, this isn't a good representation of my writing or anything, especially in the execution. But at the same time, if the people in the audience remembered my movie, if they liked it, if they, if they enjoyed it enough to want to see it, like vote for it, that's fucking magical. 
and I remember the the cast in particular. Everybody was excited, and all the actors, their name, Alexis, Eric, Paola, Alfredo. They were just they they said they turned to me, and then they said, "Go up, say something, do a speech," because they were calling us up to the center stage. And I was just my my mind was racing. I was just like, "Oh my God, this is gonna be amazing!" And I'm gonna go up there and I'm going to keep it short, but you know, I have a lot to say about El Paso film and just in general, the passion of filmmaking and just all these beautiful people, because even though I had their pro my problems with the main management of, of, of the production company, I was just so, it takes a village to make a movie. And I wanted to show like just the positivity and just how, you, you know, you're nothing without a good support system and they're so great and, and everything. And I, I was, I was going to shout out the town and I was going to talk about this. And I go up there and I'm about to reach for the mic. And then the main producer grabbed the mic and started giving a speech. And I don't know if it's recorded, but at the time I was, I was bigger. I had a long hair and I was wearing a suit and I had a hat with me. And if you look on the video, if I'm ever able to find it, you can see me going like, like I'm kind of beating the hat against me because I'm thinking, can you please pass me the mic? Like, can I, like, can you hand it to me? I have some stuff I want to say. And I don't remember what he said in the speech, but he he shouted out the cast and the crew. And I think he briefly mentioned me as a writer. And then that was it. And we took pictures and, you know, you can find pictures of me in the, like, you know, with the plaque and everything for the audience award. But even though I'm smiling, I had this sadness and I just felt my heart broken that I had all these thoughts racing in my head, just how I can be the best representation not just of the production company but also of the film scene in El Paso and I remember at the time when I talked to Crystal about this I was really down after the movie after the festival and I remember they chalked it up to me just being sad because you know I was disappointed in how the movie turned out which I was but it, it just it ran so much deeper than that and I realized this movie this video that I'm doing is just as much about me warning aspiring filmmakers that something like this isn't just exclusive in like the big studios and all that. It's not just a Zack Snyder and Ray Fisher with Warner Brothers. It's also, it can happen in your hometown with people that are ambitious enough to want to make a name for themselves, that they can, they can swoop up talent just as easily and just discard them or just take advantage of them or just break them. And, you know, it's just as much about that. And it very much is about that, but it's also about me accepting what had happened to me and the fact that I hadn't fully processed, I hadn't really healthily processed what I went through and all the underlying feelings that I had and just accepting that they were basically using me from the beginning, even if they didn't mean to, even if their intentions were good. What, what is it that Ned Flanders says to Marge? Well, I can't live on good intentions. Intentions, Marge. Marge. Like, All your family's poor, but we can't blame you because you have good intentions. Like, even if the intentions are good, just, I can't, I, I, I have to be able to confront it and be able to actually process it. And this video is very much therapy for me. And I'm a little bit excited and nervous when it comes out because 
I feel like it's going to be one of my more emotionally raw and naked videos I'll ever do. And I've talked with some of my actors that I've worked with. I said, hey, I'm going to be talking about this. I don't want you to get the feeling like I'm insulting you. I'm going to try and go into it with an open mind. I'm going to be critical of everybody. But as a performance, like with the performances of the movies and everything. And they said, no, 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 go ahead. You believe me, we know we could have done better. No worries. Like we've moved past those performances and we can see that and we know, oh yeah, we're, we're better now. And that, 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 that's basically, that's basically it. Hmm. I yeah. am so sorry that that went on for so long. That's, that's oh, right. dude, this you're the guy, you're the stars of this one. Okay, we're doing this mainly for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I feel, I feel bad. I feel that bad. was, that was no, that was a lot, man. That, that's like a lot that you went through and a lot that you felt. So, yeah, good that you can kind of vent at least. Hopefully, that helps a little bit. And yeah. I'm, I'm also sorry. And that it helps you just a little bit. You know, that's that makes this podcast worth it. Yeah, exactly. of course. Yeah. And I'm also sorry that I haven't been on the podcast a lot because Dude, no. work, work has been stressful because we lost a guy and then we got a guy and this guy, he, he said that he was only there for a, for five weeks. And it's like, why would you hire somebody that's only going to be here for five weeks at a full-time thing? And he's like, no, 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 the corporate knows it's all good. And he, he obviously had some, some issues, you know? And uh, but but at the same time, like he just he was just making a lot of enemies, and on top of that, he was really bringing us down. Like we got complaints about him, and finally they talked to him with corporate. Like they talked about it with corporate. Like why should bring a guy on that would only be here for five weeks? And they said, well, we never would have hired him. He never said anything like that. So he's out now. Yep. But it, it's just been all of that just building up work and yeah friend and then the production company and it's tension and, man it's like it's crazy and and, and, you, and you know there, there was a point in all of that i actually got recurring nightmares about about your dad you know i like there, there were points like i would just i would think about it i just when when i would see his name or when i would see his picture i would just kind of clam up it's been it's been rough for both of us I think there, this is a, as good a time as any for you go ahead Crystal yeah go ahead just... if, if you need a minute that's that's okay oh yeah, yeah totally no it's just the, the AC is going so my eyes are getting dry but um, I don't know it's, it, it's, it's a really fucked situation in all honesty um, my dad is, uh, drinking has gotten a lot worse since we've moved out a lot, a lot worse, like whole from a pint to a liter of vodka. <sighs> so not good, but he actually, uh, attempted a little while ago. He was in the oh, hospital. No. It was bad. Um, we thought he was he wasn't gonna make it. But he pulled through. Praise God. But it's it's just been a mess. It's been an absolute mess and I, I don't wanna get into too many details. Family is kind of falling apart because of everything, you know, family turning on family. 
Mm. And it's really painful, but I just find myself feeling really numb, really numb to all of it. I just want to say, Crystal, I can relate uh, having a father with alcohol issues. Yeah, it's it it messes with you. Yeah, it messes with the entire family. He's never become violent or anything. He does it does cause him to say kind of hurtful things yeah. towards my mom. Like it's it's better now, but it was really bad at one time. You know, there was one night where he was so drunk, um, he actually uh, went on a roof uh, in the middle of a storm just to fix a satellite dish, and he fell off and had to go to the hospital. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. He barely survived. You know, he, he it was lucky he landed on his hip. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really it really tears your family apart when it comes to stuff like this. And I for anybody out there who deals with some with either who either deals with it themselves or has a family member who deals with it, I'm sorry that you have to go through that. But just know that they're not doing it to hurt you. They don't They don't even think about hurting people or about how this affects other people. They just think, this is how I'm going to survive. This is how, this is the only way that I can live. Mm-hmm. And it's a really scary thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel for my dad, but I also have to know what I can handle. And I can't handle that. I remember like early on like you had said stuff like if anything happens to him I wouldn't be able I wouldn't be able to forgive myself if I wasn't by his side <laughs> that's what I used to tell myself but it just got to a point where it it, it just hits you where you're, you you think I can't live like this anymore yeah and it's, it it was really hard but I've gotten past it for the most part things with family are still really tense and there's a lot of people who don't talk to me because they think I did something bad but I can't convince them otherwise but um I don't know it's it just like I said I feel really numb when it comes to that stuff but I know it's affecting me on a really really negative level mm-hmm. to the point where I can't find joy or I can't find the motivation to do things that I love yeah like I've had this bike here you can't see it, but it's, it's right against the wall. It's a really, really nice bike. I haven't found any motivation to ride it. I haven't found any mo- motivation to um, draw. Sometimes I, it's very difficult to feel motivated to work or clean. That's another thing. I got a job and it's a drain, but that's how jobs are. But I, I've kind of gotten back into playing music. So... Mm-hmm. There's that, and I'm, I'm excited about that, but it's affecting me on that level, and it's also affecting me physically. Like, I've developed uh, acid reflux really bad to the point where I, I, I almost throw up, mm. and it hurts a lot. It really sucks, and I can't figure out how to eat in order to avoid getting that acid reflux. Like, if I don't eat, I get acid, acid reflux. If I eat, I get acid reflux. And it's just a pain. And not only that, but my hair is falling out. And uh, oh. I also pull my hair out. Okay. So. That's that's a very acute, like, stress response because I know because I've been through it. And um, 
have you I, I don't want to interrupt you or anything but have you considered like maybe talking to somebody talking to a professional i have but it hasn't really helped to be honest mm -hmm. i think it might just be that i need to find a, a different person sure to talk to sure because he, he's addressing he kind of brushes off what what happened to me like okay what, that's that's not good at all no yeah he kind of just says like in relation to my dad, like, well, what he says, well, what did you expect? You can't expect anything out of, out of people, anything. And I said, oh, all I wanted was God. a level of respect. And he said, you can't, you can't expect that at all. What? And then he's also saying stuff like, well, if Josh makes you happy, why are you sad? Oh, for, f okay. No, well, a very low no. therapist. I had a really good therapist, but my level of therapist that I expect is like somebody you'd see in a Woody Allen movie. Who the fuck is this therapist from? Stanley Kubrick? <laughs> yeah, Christ. no, he's bad. He's bad. Do not. Do, yeah, you shouldn't. No, that's a horrible thing to that. say. Yeah. <sighs> wow. What the that's fuck? <laughs> grossly negligent and, and like gross. Like, I, I don't. It's like he's horrible. Accountable. How the hell do you say that to your to your client, to your patient client? Like, he's holding me accountable, and I, I like that aspect. That you know, I'm responsible for, you know, my actions and what I do, and the fact that I'm not painting is something that, or, or doing the things that I love, is something that I have to fix and I have to take charge of. I I like that aspect of it, but he's not addressing the core issues. And if I don't address those, I won't be able to do the things that I love. This job is to help you and not to make you feel bad and make you feel more guilty. And that sounds like what it is, what, what he's doing. So that to me, that that's trash. Yeah, you definitely should not talk to him anymore, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. Which means a... less than nothing. But, you know, I mean, like, yeah, it, it just sounds really bad to me because I've, I've been I've been to a therapist. And, you know, and like their job is to help you, not to hinder you and not to make you feel more guilty and make you feel like you're a piece of shit because, you know, you go to them because you're already feeling that way. Yeah. So like, yeah. But anyway, continue. No, just the, the main thing that, that bothered me initially was him saying that, well, if, because I, I, I was saying like, I have a lot of things to be happy about. You know, I have this wonderful fiance who loves me more than anybody else ever did and you know I have this home I have this roof over my head I I have a job um you know I and I plan on going to school I have a lot of good things going for me and you know Josh doesn't make me happy but I just have these issues that I need to work through and I explained that to him he said well if Josh makes you feel happy then why are you sad like, why are you, like, why do you have these issues? Because like, it's not that simple. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. I figured that, like, he's not going to make all those problems go away. Life, he doesn't have a magic wand or anything. Life is not that simple when, I hate it when people say that because it's yeah, like, like this dude, your lack of empathy is so bad. What the hell are you even doing being a this, therapist? You have no empathy. This podcast... This podcast has been hugely helpful to me. Yeah, I don't expect it to fix any problem I have. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Boy, this guy, me off, though. Where, where, where did this guy get his degree from a box of Fruit Loops? We're going to go to his school and we're going to get some <laughs> some pipe cleaners and like some some matches and we're going to gonna burn it to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming for you, the University of Chef Boyardee. <laughs> because this guy's an imposter. He goes, what do you mean? I just make a SpaghettiOs. Uh, it's not my fault. But I've just offended every single Italian that's listening to us. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm only a quarter offended. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I could be offended, but I'll admit, I don't know my father. So. Hey, it wasn't as bad as Elon Musk doing Wario on <laughs> Live, so let's, uh, let's continue on from there, I think. No, but um, but Crystal, um, yeah, I, 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 I think what you need is, uh, I, I think that first of all, yeah, definitely find another therapist. The guy sucks, but like, just like, don't feel because I've been in this situation. Uh, don't don't feel like it's your fault. Don't feel guilty about you know, about things with, with your dad and, and with your family and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I think that although there's always going to be that responsibility and you'll always feel that obligation on your own shoulders because you're a good person and that's what good people do, I know this, you don't take all of the responsibility on yourself and don't think that it's your fault for things happening that the way that they've happened because it is not your fault. And Josh, you too, like, you guys are in a very rough situation, a very complicated situation where you're dealing with, you know, it's very deep seated issues and stuff. And until, until your dad actually faces up to them himself, you're not going to like, you're, you're, you're always going to feel that weight. And I'm just telling you right now to like, to, to tell yourselves that it is not your fault. And if you feel any guilt towards that, like if you feel any, any, part of yourself that is thinking like it like like you know like like you deserve to feel that way or something don't feel that way and forgive yourself because I went through a rough time where I was like down in the dumps and I could not deal with it I could not I was almost suicidal and and one day I just got this this thing of like you know you have to forgive yourself even if you did nothing wrong even if you even if technically like in in reality you really didn't do anything wrong but you still feel that guilt just forgive yourself and let that and and give it away because if you hang on to that that's what's ultimately going to cause a lot of problems in life and i know this because i've been there and like Absolutely. yeah i just i i feel like first of all like definitely like in terms of uh you know practically speaking like you definitely need another therapist because this guy's awful yeah agree and like he's horrible He's you horrible. He more of this stuff because you had told me some of the stuff that the more effective stuff. I was like, well, you know, at least he's at least he's encouraging you to like work on your art and all that. But if I had known that he had said something like that, like, well, Josh makes you happy, so why aren't you happy? I would have said, fucking talk to the principal or whoever the fuck. Dude, get another therapist. That's that's like yeah. the worst thing you could say to a patient. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the worst. I I. I I don't have a lot of good experience with therapists because they've always just like immediately diagnosed me. Oh, you have OCD. Oh, you have ADHD. Oh, you have PTSD. Oh, you have, you know, X mental disorder. And I, I was just like, none of these are helping me. Yeah. None of these diagnoses are helping me. 
like, none of these medications are helping me. Like you're saying I have a problem, but how it's can you problem. help me find a solution? People just want to show off their knowledge and be like, I totally know what's going on with you. And they don't want to help you. They don't yeah. want to sit there and actually listen. And that's the therapist's job is to listen to the person. And like, you know, like, I mean, I, I feel like we're doing a better job of it than he does. Yeah. This, this therapist sounds a no, lot like the therapist from Scott the Wise. Which is in, in therapy generally moves quickest whenever I agree with whatever the patient has to say. And he's drinking a beer the whole time. I think what it might be is that he's, because he mainly would go to like prisons and be therapist for, for convicts. Um, which I feel like when you go to a place like that, all of those people have nothing like so, they, they literally have so little that their that their freedom has, has been stripped away yeah so they've already hit rock bottom yeah but when it comes to people who still you know have a lot of good things about them but they still have this the, these underlying issues i guess he doesn't really understand that you can have a lot of good things. You can surround yourself with a lot of good things and a lot of good people and still have underlying, you know, issues that need to be resolved. And you can like, it's, it's not, none of that. I don't, I, I hate it when people are dismissive of everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's a very lack of, that's very much a lack of empathy mm -hmm. and compassion. And so like, if you're going to just sit there and sit in judgment of me or a person any person you're just going to sit in judgment of me then you shouldn't be a therapist because that is not the the job of the person you know it's it's you're supposed to try to help you're not and listen listening is a big thing yeah like I, i've been told by a lot of people that like you know even just the fact that you just listen to it is that that's good because that that helps if you feel like you know if a person is constantly judging you and not listening to what you're actually saying that's not worth anything yeah like, i i had been with it i had been on like three appointments with him mm -hmm. and the first one was yeah just establishing what was wrong mm -hmm. but i wasn't able to get into the kind of abuse that i faced yeah like what yeah. exactly happened in my childhood or yeah. even th something as uh, as important as you know my my brush with sexual assault. I wasn't able. I wasn't even able to get into that before he just started going into, like, almost judging me. Yeah, that's what it yeah. sounds like. Yeah. Terrible. And he said, "Well, here's how you fix it." I'm like, I haven't even told you it's everything that's wrong. How you know how to fix it? Exactly. Did he actually say that? Did he actually say like, "Here's how you fix everything"? No, no, no. But I'm just saying in broad terms, like, mm -hmm. what you have to do. I wouldn't have been shocked with that guy if he had said that. That's why. But like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, it's frustrating, and I'm, I'm working on it. But you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. we all have those days where you just think, "How am I going to get through this? How am I going to get through this moment, this second, this next minute, this next day?" We don't know. Try to, try to just like. I don't want to sound like a hippy dippy, but, but try to like be present with yourself and in this moment and let the past go and let the future go and just be like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat this damn apple. 
because because it's good for me. It's nutritious and it brings me joy. You know, try to be in the moment where it's like you're you're being you're living for yourself and you're like, you know, never mind any of that other stuff, never mind all the noise that's around you. And just try to like pr- be be caring to yourself and be nice to yourself. This coming from the guy who is constantly downing himself, by the way, but like be be nice, be kind to to yourself because we all think that you're an awesome person and we all know you. And I feel like as far as like for on a personal level, what you can do in this case is just like I said, just let go of the guilt, let go of the past, try to be in the moment and try to just like try to be try to practice self-care because that's like a huge thing. Um, even for me, like I am I am I'm notoriously bad at this. I am constantly like facing self-doubt and self-loathing and I hate myself and I, I I can't stand who I am as a person really a lot of the time, even though I'm a loner and, and I hate being alone with myself, but at the same time, it's where I'm most comfortable, but it's like, I, I just, you know, so, so, so take it from me, be nice to yourself. But yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you know, just, just try to try to do that for yourself because, you know, you only got, we all, each of us have this one life and that's it. That's I, so you don't know what's coming next and if there is anything coming next and we you know i hope there is but that's something i can speak to too because i i, I can yeah. talk myself a lot and i i really do think that me and kiona are very much kindred spirits and that i've been in the same positions that he's been in i've i i used to think a lot of the same things that he does and it was you that broke me out of that shell just that i used to be more comfortable alone sometimes and you really got me out of that. But. Well, I kind of forced you out of it because you won't I'm leave bit, me alone. I'm a bit clingy. <laughs> you won't leave me alone, but it's okay. I love you for that. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I, th- there's that's something that I definitely have to work on. Just like you, I heard I, you guys were earlier uh, talking about how you know Twitter and Facebook are black holes that suck you in. My black hole Maybe. is YouTube. Oh yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I think we all know. You know what? Can we, we know that one? On a lighter note, can we mention the fucked up shit you've been watching lately? <laughs> I don't know if that's a lighter note, Josh. But I, I find myself like going into the getting trapped into this black hole of, of just constant YouTube videos. And I figured out or just now, thanks to you, Fiona, that I'm doing it, that I'm watching these videos to get away from the moment when I have nothing else to think of, mm. when I have nothing else to worry about, I've already spent the whole day worrying about this. Mm. I find myself just trapped in this because I don't want to think. Mm. I just want to turn my brain off and just consume. Mm. Sometimes per- you do need that too. Sometimes you need to just like, you need, you know, you need an escape and so do we. Yeah. But like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like you- Copyright right me. There you go. That was Jacobs. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you sometimes you do need to just shut down and just be like, okay, I'm so exhausted. I'm at the point where I just can't take it anymore. And you just need to do that. And that is, in a sense, a form of self-care because you're like, you're giving yourself that permission to be like, okay, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna sit there and I'm gonna watch a couple of dumb videos and I'm just gonna be like, you know what? This 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 is my life. 
Yeah. I'm at right now. I'm sitting there on the couch and I'm just watching YouTube videos going down the rabbit hole. But I mean, it depends on what you're watching too. Like for me, it tends to be like late night comedy. But, and it tends to be like, you know, that's like, that's where I'm at. For, for Crystal, it's true crime stories. Hence the, the Mortal Kombat fatality that we alluded to earlier. These are some messed up yeah. stories. Like the, the story that I keep talking about, the Mortal Kombat fatality, it actually almost made me throw up. Ooh, and I'm not a squeamish person, but. But just in all seriousness, this actually happened to somebody and we have to be very careful talking about it in all respects. Yeah, in no all names. respects. No names. Person. No names. And we're not going to get into it, but. Yeah. Literally, I walked in at one point coming in from work and she was in the middle of one of the stories. And I just hear, and then they were gagged. And then she just turns to me and I'm just like, do I even want to know? Because <laughs> uh, like I've kind of fallen into this trap of watching like true crime, but the, the much more disturbing ones where like you could not imagine being in this position. And it, it, it's really sobering when you think about it. Because here we are talking about, you know, uh, you know, mental problems and family issues, and mm -hmm. just life issues. But then you hear some of these harrowing stories of people going through the most traumatic thing you could possibly ever think of. Like, yeah, you know what? No, th this is one that I can talk about because luckily, thank the Lord, she lived. She lived through it, through her experience. Mm -hmm. And she actually wrote a book. And I think the book is called I Have Life. And oh my God, this girl was living in South Africa and uh, she was just in her car. This was back in the 90s. Uh, she was sitting in her car. She had just dropped off her friend after a, a night of partying. It was about one in the morning. And this guy uh, comes up to her car. She hadn't locked it. So he opens it and says, um, like, scoot over me and uh, basically like move over. I'm taking your car. And so he drives around. He says, I'm not going to hurt you. Um, I just need to go run some errands. So he picks up another guy while she's in the, in the, in the car and he has a knife. And uh, the guy gets in. They, the three of them drive out to a isolated area. And they tell her, we're going to have sex with you, whether you like it or not. Are you going to fight? And at this point, she's so terrified and she, you know, she knows that they're gonna kill her. She just says, okay. And so they have her way with, their way with her. And then they, <laughs> this is where things get ugly. They stabbed her 35 times in the abdomen Ooh. and then 17 times in the neck. This the woman, fuck? this woman lived through this. What? They her out on the road in the middle of nowhere on a dirt road. She starts crawling. And she feels something squishy by her leg, and it's her organs oh. trailing outside of her. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. She's in so much shock. She can't feel too much pain, so she just like kind of stuffs everything back in and holds it with a denim shirt. And she realizes she's not making any any, any progress in where she's going. So she musters up the the strength to stand up, and her head falls backwards 
because it's almost decapitated. And so she's shambling through the streets, naked, uh, holding one her organs in with one arm and holding her head in place with the other. And she finds help. She goes to the hospital and they are able to save her. Whoa. What? And it gets even even crazier how crazy this woman is. They find the guys who did it because she remembered their names and they catch them. They, they had previous rape charges. And so they tell her that they stupidly, got they stupidly. It's a weird thing, but they told her that she they can't press charges unless she gives vocal uh, testimony. Yeah, verbal testimony. Verbal and testimony. Then... And she has a tube down her throat. And her Good. head is almost decapitated. So then the mad lad that she is. She just has them take out the tube, even though she can't breathe, and gives testimony. Oh my and God. the guys go to prison for life. Wow. Good. Good indeed. This and is the lighter story that she's seen. Well, no, I mean, I'm I'm listening to this. Like, I remember listening to this story, and the moment that they describe her head falling back, I immediately just like grabbed my throat. I'm like, oh, ah, just freaking out. But just how insane this case is. I mean, just they stabbed her 35 times in the abdomen. None of those stabs went into her organs. They didn't stab any oh, arteries. Out of 35 stabs, nothing landed any, anything lethal. And then again, 17 times in the neck where there's two major arteries and they missed. It just like, okay, there's a higher power involved in this. There's no other explanation. There's no other explanation for that. That is a miracle. And she, she gives talks now and she, she's an activist. And, She's got awesome scars on her neck. Her name is. I don't mean that, but I mean, I, I don't mean that like jokingly. I mean, like she's a trooper for wearing that and just being able to like own it and being able to just be able to live talk about past it. that. Live past that because that's intense. Allison Botha. She is a mad lad. Wow. That's amazing. It's amazing that she lived through that. That's yeah. like some promising young woman shit worse i'd say yeah yeah it sounds worse wow man that's like some almost like i the that what is that movie from like the the 70s or something what was it called i spit on your grave or something yeah 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 it's kind of like that but it's it's just but it's real and it's oh god jesus i I look at my, my issues and i look at hers and i think if she could go through that and make it out the other end, I can do it too. Yeah. Yes, you can. It's it's really beautiful. I mean, it's terrifying. And in a way, it's like, yeah, in, in a way she, that it's it's it it can inspire you at the same time because like the strength that she showed and the resilience. Mm-hmm. It, like and that's not just like physically but also mentally and emotionally i'm sure that she she had to go through a lot you know just to yeah i just find it a little bit funny that i watch video essays and reddit videos to kind of to kind of keep myself calm and you watch (laughs) this stuff 
Yeah. Hey, you know, we got a we got a lot of true crime uh, podcasts that actually follow us and stuff on Twitter and and have been very supportive of us. (laughs) Hey, Crystal, we can hook you up with them. Maybe. (laughs) But um, it's just it's really insane. I hope you know I'm proud of you for just in the fact that even you're still you're able to open up with us. Well, and then you're able to talk to me about this stuff too. Because she's talked to me about some of this stuff, but oh, you mean about true crime? No, not just that. <laughs> but I mean, like, because you're stuck with this. No, I know I'm stuck with this. I mean, you know, <laughs> exactly was I knew what I was getting into when I put that ring on your finger. But look, I, I mean, just in general, you being able to, because uh, there are times where I'll admit you kind of clam up and you don't talk about stuff, and I I know it's like a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. I almost didn't right now. Like I, I almost like chickened out and just like you know what I don't want to talk about this. I'll just brush over it. But and I feel like I, I might have just a little bit, but more in a like avoiding the details kind of way. But I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, glad. This, I'm glad we opened up. Yeah, I mean this is a this is a public forum in a way where you know where we're telling we're we're saying a lot. So it's up to you guys, however much you want to share, of course, and like. Yeah, it's even for me, like it's really hard to open up to people. Very select people know about the things that I face in my life and, and the way that I'm feeling truly, because a lot of the time I'm just like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm all good. And I'm actually like, I'm actually sitting there going like, then like the narrator wrong. from Scott Pilgrim suddenly comes in and goes, he was not all good. Yeah, you just hear Ron, you just hear Ron Howard's narration. He hasn't been all good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of the same, the same way ever since we're like on you know on social media I may come off a different way but to my close friends you know I'm starting to feel more more comfortable opening up to people yeah Mike how is how has it been for you um that brings us to you because yeah you've heard us yeah Doctor. we haven't heard yeah. of the hour we haven't heard <laughs> we haven't heard our beloved captain right okay well to be on to be honest um you know the things that i'm going through are not nearly as intense as everything you guys have faced it's it's more it's more just you know facing my own my own personal demons getting you know um ever since december i've been seeing a therapist you know to get over you know anxiety, a little bit of depression, yeah. um, getting through, you know, self-esteem. And yeah. so, so far, um, you know, while I'm still probably not a hundred percent, even, even to, even like down to the fact that, you know, um, like between, between you and me, I, I don't really listen to or watch anything that I'm involved in because mm-hmm. I'd still I still can't. It's hard for me. It's really hard. Yeah, I really do not like the sound of my voice. How I sound like (laughs) on camera. (laughs) Neither I. I sound high most of the time. I've been. I hate how soft, but you know, (sighs) scratchy my voice sounds. But then I have how I hear it in my head. But then when I hear it, when I edit videos, I'm just like, oh my god, I must annoy a lot of people. Yeah, that's well. Well, well, no. Well, luckily, nobody has ever said that. I will. St- I will still hear that in my head. Just 
you know, it listening to myself feels like nails on a chalkboard. I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I feel the same way, though. I feel like, like just listening to myself, I'm like, oh, God, why do I have to hear myself? I don't want to. But, um, you know, I don't, like when I'm editing the podcast and then I, my voice comes up, I'm just like, oh, can I just delete myself? But I'll, I'll say that, Kiona, I've always said that you sound like Ryan Johnson to me. And, Michael, I'll say that you sound like Zack Snyder to me. Oh, God, now everybody on Twitter is going to be like, you ruined Star Wars! <laughs> yeah. yeah. How do I sound like, Josh? Who do you sound like? Who do you sound like? You know who you sound like to me? You sound like... Uh, uh, um, God, what the fuck is his name? He's um, Michael Bluth. He's uh, 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 in Jason Ozark. Bateman. Jason Bateman. Jay- I sound like Jason Bateman Jason to you? Bateman. Yeah. Honestly, I can kind of hear that. I can hear it. I can hear a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But damn, getting getting compared to Zack Snyder, that is that's a high compliment. Who, who do you guys think I sound like? Just out of curiosity before we um very, very hijacking, but oh. I'm tended to say Zack Snyder, but that's only because you voiced him in Gwen's videos. Yeah, I was I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, that's too easy. There is a little bit of Zack Snyder though, definitely. Sorry. Um, Continue, Mike. Um, where, where was I going? Um, so yeah, therapy been there since the end of December. Um, and well, well, I, I still, I'm still not at a hundred percent. He, he is, he is helping me in, in a few ways, such as, you know, um, you know, giving me some affirmations, kind of helping me, um, gain a little bit more self-confidence and to and to really put the emphasis on self-care mm-hmm. like one thing i've been taking advantage of a couple times um at, at my at my job we get like 56 hours of of like mandatory uh paid sick leave so mm-hmm. i've been using those a couple times just just on days where i'm feeling just completely overwhelmed between, you know, my responsibilities here and everything going on at work. Taking so if I need, day. yeah, I, I like the, like the, before the first time I, I took it, I was, I felt a little bit guilty. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like one of those people who kind of is a workaholic and trust me, if you've seen my, if you've seen my input here, that yes. can be pretty apparent. But like I always, I always feel bad whenever I, um, like whenever I have to leave work for, you know, for whatever reason. But one thing that my therapist has helped helped me to un- understand is like um, that's 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 not being selfish. That's um, it's a- it's actually it's actually better to you know put your put yourself before before others like you know, whenever, whenever you're on a plane, the, one of the first things they tell you when they're demonstrating how to put on the mat, like put on the oxygen masks is help yourself before helping the person next to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, huh. that's one of the, like, one, one of like, the biggest takeaways that I've had from, uh, from therapy, at least, at least this go around. Do you guys struggle with being people pleasers? Yes. Yes. Yeah. More, more than I like to admit. Yeah, same. Yeah, absolutely. 
I, I was telling, I, I was telling, um, and, and I won't throw this person under the bus because, you know, because uh, it's been years, but I was telling uh, Kirsten, my best friend, I was telling her about this, this situation that I had when I was in high school and I was in junior high. And there was a guy who used to come to me and be like, you know, he used to say, oh, that's a really nice lunch you got there. And be like, would you mind sharing it or, would you know, and stuff like that. And at first I was like, oh, sure, you know, because I was like a nice, naive kid. And and then it became like to the point where it was like, where it was like, no, I really need my lunch today. And it's like, oh, no, I think I think you can just let me have it. And I would give it to him anyway, because I just thought that it was just the kind thing to do. I didn't realize I was being taken advantage of. And then that was an important lesson to learn. But like, but you know, like, you know, and I don't mean that like, like, I'm sure that guy is, is a completely different person now and time heals all wounds and all that stuff. And I don't mean to like bring up bad memories or anything like that. If he ever listens to this, which I doubt he does. But, um, but you know, it, it's, it's an important thing to learn that like, there, there are situations in life where you do have to put yourself first. So you do have to take care of yourself before other people. And I, I, I think that that's, it's a little bit lost on like, you know, those of us who, who grew up with, you know, like I grew up with, like, like it's always others first. You never think of yourself because that's selfish. It's like, yeah. no, it's not, not really selfish. It's, it's important to, to look after yourself and it's important to, yeah know your own limitations especially mentally and physically and emotionally and psychologically just like with like with crystal you know you you had to find out your limitations you had to find out your what you could deal with and especially with that kiana that fuck yeah i mean well that you know like i said learn that lesson and and, and in honesty like sorry go ahead well, I mean, I just, I, I think that like, you know, I, I was just a naive kid. I didn't know what the difference was and I didn't know how to read social, you know, I was socially awkward. I was like, you good Lord. When I was 13 years old, I mean, if I could go back in time and see 13 year old me, I'd probably slap myself, but, um, we <laughs> all could, you know, but I mean, you know, could. I would just be like, dude, like wake up. But, um, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's just like, that was an important lesson for me to learn. So that's what I took from it. I mean, I, I've, I've learned a lot of lessons throughout the years and I'm a late bloomer on top of everything else. I'm, I'm 40 years old, guys. I just turned 40 on April 24th. I'm like, I'm over it now. I, I'm, I'm just like, you know, the memories are going, the brain ain't functioning as well as she could be. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, you know, like, guys, yeah, you, go on. you know, I always go out of my way to compliment you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I hardly ever compliment myself. Do it. So I can relate to that. Do it, brother. Okay, because I'm always bringing about, like, I'm always reflecting on the shitty things I've said on this podcast and, and like, or things that could potentially be shitty. What? what? The... I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm the person who edits it. And I'm like, half the time, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, dude. I'm like, why the Jacob, man? Come on. Like, As I like, said earlier. Like literally just now, like when I like when I said that's some promising young woman shit and you said that it was worse. I was like, I I, I was kind of subconsciously thinking, oh God, did I really uh, compare it to that? No. I mean, that, uh, you don't even have to worry about that. Okay. Yeah, don't sweat it. And you know, I'm gonna say this also, just to, just also just go into Michael, just 
the fact that you have a job that's able to do that yeah that's amazing i wish my job did that seriously i just found out from my job that my bathroom breaks are going to cut into my 10 minute breaks ew what yeah That is, that is awful. Oh. If I need to go use the restroom, however long I take in the restroom is going to be subtracted from my break. So the fact that you're able to do those, those, those little things just to keep yourself in check and the company allows it, man, the fact that you're able to take advantage of that and work on yourself. Do it. That, that, that's amazing. More is companies it? should be that way. Especially that's- large companies. <laughs> Yeah, especially companies, large companies. Companies that give you the chance to work on yourself. We're looking at you, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Guy, like, isn't it ironic that he's bought, that he, he owns the Bond movies now he because he's movies. exactly like a Bond villain? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to scream Invincible Season 2 coming to Amazon Prime on, okay. you know, April 22nd, 2022. Do you remember like all the product placement in Death Stranding, Josh? You say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> the ride with Norman Reedus. On Thursdays on EMC, but you know what? That that's just that's just life. I mean it is. You just you, you save a baby, you you deliver that's pretty much the entire plot of the game, really. And, it's just the ride have, with Norman Reedus. Then you have some monster, you just call it a day. Yeah. Have a Mortal Kombat showdown with Troy Baker. How many times have we mentioned Mortal Kombat in this episode? How many times have I mentioned Mortal Kombat? Yeah, Mortal Kombat on the brain right now, man. It's yeah. you know what it is? It must be that that hunky new character that everyone's crazy about. I guess ramen noodle man. <laughs> <laughs> what his suit looks like ramen. Okay, it does. It's amazing. Really it's amazing. I've never thought of that until now. I may have had a few too many. He totally does. Yes, yes. Scorpion needed his help to defeat Sub-Zero, by the way. Yeah, I'm just saying. Just saying. Couldn't do it on his own. He just needed that guy. That poor actor. I'm so sorry, dude. (laughs) He did a good job, but that character needs to go. Mm. He got the short end of the... Wait, shoot. What are are his weapons called? The the Barakas. No, not the Barakas. Character. What were they? Tonfas. Tonfas. He got the short end of the Tonfa. But <laughs> I- I'm going to say this. M- Michael, just the fact that even with all this, you're still able to help us keep the ship steering with all of this and with especially this podcast in particular. Seriously, yeah. if, it, if it weren't for you and Fiona, we wouldn't be doing this. We wouldn't have this. And Jacob. And Jacob. But- let me tell you. Let me tell you guys. Uh, okay, let let's do this. Let's do this. Everybody say a good thing about each other. You guys don't have to say anything about me because, because you know, you guys have done it already. But like, I'm gonna say good things about you guys. Like Mike, dude, the fact that you write half of the things that we post now in the show notes is like at least half of it. I don't. Maybe it's like seventy percent by now. But like, the the fact that you do that takes so much weight off my shoulders, and I really appreciate it. And like, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm so happy that, that you were a part of this and you've been a part of this since the beginning. And I'm so glad, I'm so grateful that we met, you know, during our time at, at the other place uh, that shall not be named. And, you know, that, 
<laughs> but I mean, like, you know, it, it was a good place for me, too, because that's where I made a lot of friends and a lot of you guys have come with me on this journey. So I'm very, you know, like I said, meeting you has been really good in that sense. And, and thank you for all the work that you do and for keeping that. me on track and not letting me give up. And Jacob, man, I mean, without you, we wouldn't have the Renegade, you know, home theater, the marquee, whatever, what it, streaming wars, we wouldn't have that. So, I mean, like specifically, you know, I, I thank you for like, for, for telling me that you wanted the responsibility because you came to me and you said, you know what, I, I want to do more for this site and I want to do this. And like for proofreading my Last of Us 2 review and like for just, you know, like, it's you have a lot of passion for this as well and it's Absolutely, in a different avenue yeah. it's in a different avenue from from my passion which runs more towards games and comics so like you know i really appreciate you and i appreciate you taking taking charge of the the movie podcast and for all your ideas and for coming up with our slogan yeah i mean like mm -hmm. so thank you for that man thank you um now it's uh, my turn, okay. Um, oh wait, hold on. I gotta do that on crystal. I have to. I have to. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Hang on one second. You don't so, have to, man. Yes, I have to. Um, so, crystal, like, crystal, just getting to know you has been so much fun. You know, like I remember you were like, at first not even on the show, and just having you interject on that one episode and like our intro show and like at the Renegade Arcade, the second podcast that we did, just coming on and just being yourself and being so funny and like just adding what we what we needed to the podcast adding so much to it you know i really appreciate you and i appreciate you for looking after my 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 bro here because josh you are my brother i've known you the longest out of anybody here we met in the buffy group and like the buffy facebook group way back when same place i met kirsten same place i met paul and so many other people that are like really important friends to me now and like phil and everybody like that was a you know just an important place for us and so like yeah for you man like i've known since the moment that we met and since the moment you've talked to me about your interest in becoming a director i've known that you had it and i've always tried to encourage you and you know and i've you know, you've, you've taken like my, my shitty dialogue that I tried to help you write and like that I've contributed a little bit sometimes to your scripts mm -hmm. and stuff and like little notes and stuff like that. Like my, my crappy stuff, you've taken it and, and you've done such a great job and I've seen you improve so much. So like, man, you give me hope for the future, man, because like, I, I was like, you know, for a while there, I wasn't sure. And I just think that that you're just incredible. You're doing an awesome job, and you know, and you help me out so much with editing and stuff like that. Like, yeah. So I'm very grateful to all of you guys. I just wanted to say that for the record, because telling yourself too short. Your 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 DNA still in the script that I wrote a long time ago, which I'm gonna make at some point. I swear to God. But but not my literal DNA, just so that everybody's clear. <laughs> I didn't write it in blood or anything. <laughs> Jacob, you 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 go ahead, man. You you take the baton. Kiona, um, you trudge through a lot. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. You're always honest about how you're feeling. Okay, you always are. Uh, when you're, uh, you never hesitate to let people know how you feel. You know, but and you know that can actually be healthy. I'm just saying that. You know, Sometimes. And it does. But does it sound? I'm sorry. 
I'm, I'm turning your what you think are negative into positives. Okay, I'm just saying. I, I know. I that, know. I know. Also, you know your your knowledge of comic books and video games is just insane. Okay. It's, oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, thank you, but I, yeah, I could do I could learn more. <laughs> oh, but to me, you know, your mind's like an encyclopedia of this stuff. Okay. And you're always receptive to new ideas. You're always, you know, you're you're not a hog. All right, you're not a hog at all. You know, you're not. You're not another a person, all right? <laughs> person like you refer you even tell yourself you're not this fuck of a person. So uh, yeah, we don't want to be that. Mike, you are incredibly nice. You are incredibly receptive to people's ideas, you know. You're you're so level-headed, you know. You never let your anger get the best of you. You're just you're just a really cool guy, you know. And Josh, your passion, my God, as a filmmaker and as someone who discusses movies at the age of 23, like, did you just turn 23? I'm turning 23 this year. Okay, well, yeah, you're 22 right now and you've already achieved so much and it's fucking amazing. Okay, like, how did you, I I knew that, how did you do that shot uh, and your rest stop short where it's like the car whizzing by the camera like the op- like the opening shot was that dangerous that was just a, that was just a crane that we that, that my producer had and I, we, we tried to get that for a long time and even now i'll admit what we should have done we should have opened the movie like with the sound like zooming by as the credits started rolling and then cut immediately as we see the the car whiz past and then truck up but that that's still like a really beautiful shot too, regardless. Mm-hmm. All all drawn by Crystal. Because <laughs> you you storyboarded that one. That was one of the few shots you storyboarded. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I actually Crystal. Yeah, no, then Crystal, you've been the life of the party. I gotta say, ever since, like every time you just light up the room, okay, like and yeah, you just yeah, your ocarina. Like I've said, you play a mean <laughs> ocarina, guys. Say and uh, you. You're, you're always can't you're very candid okay because that you're like you're not afraid to express the traumas you've been through you know your laugh is very contagious um and you're you're just you're just an earthy person right thank you you're just pure and i love when when you two snuggle okay it's the cutest <laughs> thing ever which i don't know if you guys were no- noticing right now but we kind of had like a little competition of who would finish the wire <laughs> i also oh. uh, another fun memory i have is when we did the first um home theater one uh no no i was like looking back at some of the older movies um that were shown in theaters before covid hit and crystal we hear the sound of you beating the shit out of bed bugs <laughs> i think i remember that we kept yeah. that in i kept that in yeah yeah, you don't remember like you were just having like a fierce battle. It was like a bed bug bed thing. bugs in the room. There was like a, there was like something, and you kept spraying the shit out of the room. <laughs> I don't remember. Like I'm gonna get them. Like, we're just trying to talk. Like oh yeah, so you know there's this and that. And you just hear fucking die, fucking <laughs> bitch. Yeah. I don't like bugs. Okay. Incredible. Especially when they're. When they're in my bed. 
All right, who wants to go next with the compliment-a-thon? Let's hear Michael. All right, I'll I'll go next. <laughs> um, Josh is like, Mike, you're under the spotlight. <laughs> I want to hear more compliments. All right, um, start starting with Jacob. Um, I really do appreciate your your passion for film and and for holding down the fort on on Marquee on days where you know because I'm so busy with the animation side of things plus everything else I do it's it's good to have someone else uh um keep it keeping that one going mm-hmm. and josh um you know at the age, at the age of 22 i i already see a bright a bright future for you as as a filmmaker um even like even just like the few um short films i've seen with rest up i think being one of your best um I I'm just really excited to see what what you have uh, planned for the future. There's a lot, and believe me, I'm gonna send it to you whenever any of that stuff is done because your opinion I, I hold it in high regard. Awesome! I look I look forward to it. And Crystal, um, I've said it I've said it uh, before, and I'll say it again. Ever since the very first uh, Renegade Pop Culture podcast. You you've you've been an integral part of this whole thing, even like even as just like a background character in the first episode. I knew she's got to be a regular. Yeah, we we yep yep. And the fact that you've been so willing to open up through through these mental health podcasts uh, takes a lot of courage, and I I have nothing but respect for ev- everything that you've gone through, and that you still come out the other end. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, <laughs> the fearless leader. You, you and I, you and I go back way uh, back in back in yeah. those days. Those old days. Um, and everybody was like, everybody was like, Mike is too positive. I was just like, dude, he writes about what he likes to write about. Like, bro, like, come on. Yeah, like, she's. I mean, positivity. I, I remember those days where. It was like, oh, migrates everything five stars. It's just like, look, what's wrong with just seeing the good loving things? Yeah, exactly. It's better than this one guy on YouTube who does bad movie reviews of literally every movie that comes out. And I am not exaggerating. Literally. And there's a recent movie, he does a bad review of it. Besides, if anybody's going to be the grump on this podcast, it's going to be me. <laughs> you're the Deadpool man. Hey, you're grown. That's, that's you're true. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, Mike, I really appreciate that because you know, like, uh, first of all, I don't want to interrupt you. So if you wanted to keep, if you wanted to keep showering praise upon me, please go on. <laughs> um, well, really, really, all all I have to say is that just honestly, just thank you for uh, just being being that that support, like. You, you and I have had each other's backs since for what eight years now. Gosh, yeah. I, if, yeah. And it's, I, I don't, I don't see it stopping anytime soon. No, so, definitely not. Definitely not. So just thank you, man. And because of that, like I, like I've said before, I will not let you give up on this. I know. Even, even, I know. even if we don't blow up this year, even if we don't blow up next year, it's, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. It's happening. 
it's happening. Google search results, man. I mean, it's gone way up since the old, since we just started. So, I mean, like it's, yeah, people are finding us and I think it's, it's all happening organically. It, I'm, I'm not promoting anything on Facebook or anything like that. It's just, people are just finding us. And I think that's, that's wonderful. It's amazing. And I'm we so be, happy and proud of you guys because you guys have done it more so than I have. We can be the new face of the reviewer industry on the internet. Just like Scorpio Sky and AEW, the face of the revolution. <laughs> and nothing would make me happier. But I believe that brings this podcast to a close. Oh, now, wait, wait. Jo- Josh, Crystal, don't you have to give compliments to? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they That's do. Right. I'm, I so, I, do I'm sorry. Continue. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. We're going to do one more thing after this, which is going to be a tougher one. So, okay, Josh and Crystal, go ahead. Crystal, you go first. Ladies first. Ladies first? Ladies first. You're just buying time. Yeah, I'm buying time. <laughs> he totally is. <laughs> okay, go on, Chris. Well, first off, Michael, I remember back when um, I first started on the whole podcast, podcast and I kind of started out with the animation podcast, and I remember having, like, a full-on mental breakdown, just thinking I was so insecure with myself. I was like, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to say something stupid. I'm going to be stupid on it. I'm gonna, I'm, I was just freaking out. And then having you there and just easing me into it, it just, you're such a positive light in this, in this whole thing. And I thank you for that. And as time goes on, you know, you, you really helped me, you know, ease into things and ease into this. And I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And then Kiona, thank you for being for being our fearless leader. <laughs> In all seriousness. Let me tell you. <laughs> and thank you for being open with that. You know, I, I in late night calls, I hear you with talking with Josh. And I'm grateful that you're open with me as well, as well as with Josh. I know you guys go way back, way further back than me and Josh go. And I, I can't <laughs> compete with that. Oh no, it's not a competition. You you were always involved, in my opinion. Like like, yeah, you're always part of it. You know, so don't don't feel like, yeah, it's you're a part of it as much as you're my sister. He's my brother. You're my sister. Thank you, and you thank you for taking care of him when when I can't. <laughs> I sometimes. tried. I tried. You know, it's not easy. Try to be supportive. Yeah, it's not easy taking care of this guy. <laughs> But I love he's taking care of me, man. He's, he's done more of that, I think. And uh, and Jacob, just thank you for being an absolute fucking ray of sunshine. Oh, um, really? And, and just hearing when 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 I first started out, hearing how positive you were about me, just giving me absolute praise. I really needed it, and still giving me praise. I I, I can't thank you enough for that. Uh, it was nothing, Crystal. Come on, it was nothing. It's everything, really, and you know, boasting about my ocarina abilities, even though they're kind of garbage. But <laughs> just... yeah, I I can't play the Braveheart music, so me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but just and and then of course, Josh. I mean, I can't put it into words how much I love you. You know. I mean, wearing yes, the ring. I'm wearing the ring. It says everything. <laughs> I think that says enough. <laughs> but seriously, and thank you. 
thanks to every single one of you for introducing me into into this giving me this platform so that way you know I can it's really helped me to with my self-esteem and my I guess social anxiety I, I don't know how to put it just with my with my confidence because it's I'll, really helped I'll admit there are times like when you're on the podcast you always worry like you say it with me a couple of times and I'm sorry for putting you on the spot with this but there are times that you feel like a little unsure like of when to interject yeah and mm-hmm. I always I, I don't know if you guys ever see like when we when we're on camera we're almost like they're just like come on join in on the on the on the on the on the on the, on the jakes you know and it's still something that i'm that i'm figuring out like how to talk i guess but well, that's, that's why sometimes we'll we'll come up we'll come in with a prompt or something too like you know yeah. because yeah it, it does help i mean i've it, i've it, had it that happen with me too yeah. yeah but it's it's just thinking about when i was preparing to go into the animation podcast that first time i was literally in tears i was I so scared i was so incredibly scared to coming to this point mm. where I'm just, I feel like I'm the most open I've ever been in my entire life. And, and I remember like originally it was just going to be you and I ended up coming on that podcast, but you, you know, like you, you, you were just so frightened. And I told you, you're going to be fine. You've got this. But thank you guys for of helping. Course. Break of course. down the walls. The four walls. Okay. okay, Josh. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was just like, beat that, <laughs> beat that Josh. I'll, I'll start going from like counterclockwise. <laughs> you know, I can start with the lady sitting next to me. Um, I love you, bitch. <laughs> I know you're gonna stop loving me. I your ring. But no. Um, that, was the, that was the best. <laughs> in, in all honesty, um, and understand this, this is also coming from a purely unfiltered thought because I've gone through half of these charities. They are strong. Yeah. But. I'm going to say that, you know, before I met you, I was coming off of a really bad relationship and I was start, I was barely learning how to fall in love again, thanks to a close friend. And it was through that love that I met you. And it's through you that you've kind of helped me learn to push through my own, my, my own troubles and my own insecurities and my own flaws. I mean, just the fact that you didn't break up with me when I stole your headphones. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that, honestly, I was an asshole. Why didn't you, why didn't you dump me earlier? Jesus, but. Or that time that we had plans and you just went with like a, a couple friends. Because I, I just, I couldn't you wouldn't verbalize. Answer, and then you wouldn't answer my I, calls. I just couldn't until verbalize. Until like five o'clock in the yeah. afternoon. And then like, you finally answer and you're like, Oh, I'm with Diego. And I, I just, I couldn't, plans. I couldn't verbalize that stuff. And, you know, you've kind of forced me to be able to verbalize <laughs> that stuff in a good way. I mean, in all honesty, if it wasn't for you, I would be just this stuttering wreck that just can't emotionally open up. I'm still having trouble emotionally opening up. But when I was talking to you earlier about the, about all the stuff with the production company, there's more stuff I, I didn't even get into for this. I, I really cut it down as much as I could, but you heard all of it unfiltered. And just the fact that you actually, I didn't want you to because I knew you were busy, but the fact that you still stood by and listened to me through it all. I mean, the fact that you stand by me through all of my family shit. It is a lot, but it, no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. You, 
You've changed me for the better. I think you've got me beat in that sense. But you've changed me for the better. And if it wasn't for you, I would just be completely isolated and shut off. And then we get to Michael over here. I remember when we started the podcast and I heard that you were coming on board. I just remember thinking, and I think I mentioned this in the first mental health thing, but you were kind of, in my mind, seen as a celebrity in my Facebook group just because you were so well-known and you did all those reviews, all those glowing positive reviews. And I remember always being afraid to message you for feedback on stuff because, you know, I always felt that you were so, like, big. You were bigger than me. You were senpai. And then we come on <laughs> with this podcast and, God damn it, Crystal. <laughs> then we come to the podcast. And I come to find out that you're one of the nicest, kindest souls that I've ever met. And just the fact that even through all this, you're so patient with all of us and you're able to wade through all of our insanity and our crazy bullshit. And you're still able to, you know, just say like, hey, it's going to be okay. Or, hey, let's watch Cats. You know, it's still good. It's just, you have no idea how much of a breath of fresh air it is to encounter somebody that's so overwhelmingly positive. And yeah. Negative people. Exactly. If you're, you're like the positive. reason why Renegade, that attitude, I mean, that's the very backbone of Renegade pop culture. You and Kiona, I call the of the site. It's, the, it's both of your guys' philosophies that go into it, that keep us afloat. And just the fact that you're so welcoming on the podcast it just made me think, okay, I don't have to fear. He's one of us. That's awesome. And you know what? I'm on board with this. And that brings me to Kiona. I remember in the early days of the He Who Shall Not Be Named a group of a very famous writer who is not so famous now for all the wrong reasons, like in, in a good way. Like, yeah, he should not be talked about in a good light anymore. But I remember you had a profile photo of Amy Acker, and I remember you were talking with me, and I stupidly thought, oh, hey, female on the internet. Yo, and then I- You got, thought I was, okay. And then I found out you were you, and I was like, you know what? I found a brother on you. You're, not, you're like, you know what? Okay, okay. Um, that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll keep him on the friends list. That's it's okay. Not, it's when, not when, a, I, when I met him, it was, uh, it was Cora. <laughs> But I remember just yeah, my female characters. I think I just want to date them. I don't know. I remember talking with you about so many things and telling you about the movies that I done. You read my terrible very first screenplay I ever wrote. That was a black and white animated noir. And oh, just, I liked that one, man. What are you talking about? That, that was cool. awesome. That was I awesome. If I could rewrite it so much better, which I guess that's what everybody says about their very first thing that they did, but. I mean, have, you guys have not seen my first sketchbook. I haven't. It's amazing. It's terrible. It's garbage. It's garbage. But, oh, Jim Lee posted like his first one of his first things that he ever drew. And it was like, you know, like when he was 16 and stuff. And it just, yeah, um, I mean, it's amazing how much he improved. So it's like, yeah. it happens, you know, and that's just, just fact, how it goes. And just the fact that I'm able to share all this stuff with you. I mean, we have been friends since 2013 
Wow, yeah, man. That I remember that because that was right around the time that that filmmaker in particular did an adaptation of Much Ado About Nothing. Mm-hmm. And that was your profile picture, Amy Acker in that movie. And as Beatrice, yeah. As Beatrice. And just the fact that we're, we're still talking to this day and we're still as close today in the year 2021 as we were in 2013. I mean, it's even been longer than that, I think. A little bit longer, yeah. A little longer, actually. Maybe like a couple years longer. Because I remember... Yeah, that was... we're still talking. We're still this close, and you brought me onto this amazing, amazing venture. And on top of that, I still bounce stuff off of you. And just the fact that you trust me enough to talk with me about anything that's going on in your head, just the any issues, and that you trust me enough to talk to help you through this stuff, even if it gets a little ugly sometimes. Which is understandable. We have our off dates. We have our moments. We've never once fought with each other. No. And that, I find that absolutely beautiful. And then there's Jacob. So I'll admit, I remember at first I was a little bit apprehensive just because I didn't know Jacob. I had heard of Michael and I, I, of course I knew Kiona and Crystal and yeah, but Jacob, you were you were initially the outsider. I was like, I don't know. But then the literally the second you started talking, I was like, okay, never mind. I'm I'm an asshole. I I, I... <laughs> No, you're not, Josh. Literally just everything that Crystal said, your endearing positivity, you and Michael, as well as Keona's ambition for the site, all of you guys put together help make this as magical as it can and Jacob just your endearing enthusiasm for everything movie related as well as the fact that you you always go out of your way to make Crystal feel included all of you do really yeah but Jacob especially just how forward you are with Crystal how happy you are whenever she's on board you have no idea how much that makes me feel happy because I'll admit I remember in that very first recording when you were talking with me about the doom guy and mayo and everything, I was just thinking, oh no, they're going to cut this out. They're going to cut this out. And to hear you guys after the recording, like, oh my God, she's amazing. (laughs) And then hearing Jacob's overwhelming response to Crystal, I was just like, oh my God, you guys really know how to make her feel at home. And it warms my heart, Jacob, that you see a little bit of what I see in Crystal. And not only that, but just the fact that you're always willing to help out everybody with everything that they're doing, with Kiona, with the marquee, with Michael, just with everything, and with me and looking over my, my, my videos. The fact that you looked over the Ready Player One video. Oh, yeah. That's still my favorite video that I've done with the War of the Worlds at second. The, oh, cool. The Smith one's probably going to top that one. But just and, so um, you're so and are you going to need me to look over any other uh, future scripts? <laughs> I may need you to look over my, um, you know what, I, I'm going to say it, but I'm not going to say like what it's for, but I hinted at it. I may need you to look over the Blue Beetle script that I have, okay. as well as potentially the Fleabag script that I have in mind. Hmm. And uh, hmm. especially when I finally get the words down for it, the script about the production. But uh, Seriously, man, you're a jack of all trades and just, I can't thank you enough for 
just being so warm to everybody, and especially to the woman. Well, thank you. Yeah, I only helped Crystal out because I think she's been through the hardest out of all of us. Eh. Yep. It's been rough, but... She's like, I'm not that you, woman, though. That you two are the cutest goddamn couple in the world. You know that, right? Hmm. Thank you. But you yeah, two... You uh, just uh, come... Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I'm not Alison Baca. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Everybody go, go go check her out. God Just bless her. Yeah. Go check out her book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mike. I think that's about it, man. Real quick. All right. What were you gonna say? Oh yeah, yeah. Real quick. Yeah, you you had you had something else? Oh. Uh well <laughs> maybe we'll save it for next time. Maybe we'll all save right. it for next time. Next time it is. Yeah. All right. Well, before we uh wrap it up here, um Jacob, where can everyone find you online? You can find me on Facebook and Twitter under Jacob Crable, K-R-E-H-B-I-E-L. I also have my own letterboxed account, a streaming demon, and I'm also part of the Renegade Pop Culture Facebook group. And Crystal? You can find me on Twitter under simply underscore ragu816. And you can also find me on Facebook under my name, Crystal Gillum, and at the Renegade Pop Culture uh, group. And I guess you can find me on TikTok. <laughs> it's <laughs> the same tag as simply underscore Raggedy 816. I'm so glad that you actually fell in love with the Batman Beyond uh, intro, oh, by the way. <laughs> oh, I, I watched that TikTok video. Because I was like, that was one of my favorite intros. Seriously, I remember watching it the first time and like, oh, this is so cheesy. This is, uh, it's like almost bad. Like Josh and I were just li- li- listening to it. Like that's that's so much cringe. But then we watched it. The original like, Batman intro is still better, in my opinion. You see, well, of I course, love, nothing can beat I that. I that love the Batman Beyond that. intro. You guys, nothing can beat that. But still, the coolness of the Batman Beyond. I mean, come yes. on, you, I get chills every time. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Every time they hit that end note and he just and the wings and stuff, I'm just oh, like, yes. oh my god. It's metal. <laughs> I'm going to do the Robert Meyer Burnett thing and just be like, it's metal. Yeah. It's metal. Hell yeah. Josh, where can everyone find you online? Okay. Long one. Here we go. That hurt. Um, no, it didn't hurt. I just wanted to make you feel bad. But uh, <laughs> love you. You can find me at Twitter at JSH Lozano, where you will routinely find me antagonizing my friend Kat. Or you can find me just in general, posting dumb shit. Like, I literally just posted a response like during a lull, real real quick, where there was like a silence, and there there was a tweet from uh, what's his name, Comic Tropes on YouTube. He said, "What superhero could you defeat, and how?" I saw my buddy Mad Draper quote Professor X. I just pushed him down some stairs, and I <laughs> I, I posted I posted Daredevil. I mean, he's blind. I can no. see. Checkmate, Stanley. <laughs> uh, you, you can find me on YouTube at JoshBoy64. You can binge all my videos from my Age of Ultron video, which I will keep that up despite the actions of said filmmaker because I'm not about to let him poison a video that I am incredibly proud of. 
he, that was a really good scene too like i don't think anybody could really take that away from it like of course even not. parts of my videos narrative don't age well at all especially that quote from that one filmmaker about ultron and his behavior of jesus christ but you can watch that you can watch my game of thrones video even though i admit i kind of regret wading into that controversy my ready player one video that i'm really proud of my last of us videos that one i'm proud of and one i kind of wish i didn't do so soon and also that i did the thumbnails for that you did the thumbnails i love the thumbnails and my love, the, love the video all in anticipation for my kevin smith video which like i said i've got 15 minutes edited but i shared the first like five minutes with everybody show me the first five minutes and i was like i didn't want it to stop you it guys ended on a cliffhanger you guys are not ready for how good this video is going to come out like i swear i give positivity to jersey girl and um you can find me on facebook at joshua and lozano nothing much on there just because i don't really go on facebook that much and you can find me at instagram at joshua lozano 98 all right kiona all right, guys, you can find me on, of course, renegadepopculture.com. That's where we have all of our show notes, all of our episodes, uh, articles, basically anything that you want about RPC, it's all on there, um, except for the about page, which I still want to fix one of these days. Oh, God. Um, but that's going to take a lot of work. <laughs> anyway, um, you can find me there, and you can also find me on the Facebook and Twitter official pages for Renegade Pop Culture. That's Ren Pop Culture, at Ren Pop Culture, Ren Not Stimpy. And uh, you can find us in the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash RPC42. Go ahead and shoot us a request and we'll let you in there. Um, pretty much that's it. If you guys want to add me on Steam, it's Neoplasmic24. If you guys want to add me on PlayStation, it's Neoplasmic47806. And on Xbox, just plain old Neoplasmic. So, yep. And Thanks, you guys, guys can find me on Twitter at CaptainK42. You can check out my quick thoughts on letterbox.com slash CoachK42. Find me in all the various Facebook groups just at my name. You can check out Renegade Pop Culture, like Hiona said, on Facebook and Twitter at Ren Pop Culture. We're also on Podchaser, so look for us yes, there. Yes, we are. Please rate uh, us, review us, let, let us know what we're doing, what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Exactly. How's our driving? How's our hey, driving? Call 1-800-BITE-ME. You can listen to all of our podcasts on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. And like, like we said earlier, everything can be found at renegadepopculture.com. Need to escape? So do we. That'll do it for this installment of the Renegade Pop Culture Mental Health Checkup. We will catch you guys later. Peace out. Bye, everyone. Hey, guys. Bye. Later.